All right, friends, we are excited to be back in the snake pit, as always, with our friend, Democratic nominee for the mayor of Buffalo, India Walton. India, welcome back to the square. <laughs> hey, this is my first time in the snake pit, the first time we were virtual, so I'm very pleased to be here. The brisket was delicious, and um, I feel sorry for anyone who's missing out on that. Yes, yes. I told you, you asked for brisket. You said, get brisket and I'll be there. <laughs> and we made it happen. Mm -hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. So we've got you here and we're super pumped to have you back. Um, we are in the thick of the campaign season. The election is 12 days away right now. We're recording on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Uh, my head is spinning. I can't imagine how yours is feeling. How you doing? Pulse check. India Walden, person. <laughs> I feel great. Um, you know, I don't think that we could have done anything better. This is a people-powered grassroots campaign, and the level of excitement internally and in public is, is just incredible. It's amazing. The national spotlight is on Buffalo right now, and I'm just feeling good about everything. Well, we're feeling good for you, and we're feeling really good now that uh, one Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, <laughs> you might have heard of her, folks, AOC herself has endorsed you, India Walden, and in fact, will be coming to Buffalo this weekend to support you. How does that feel? That's that's crazy. <laughs> it is incredible. Um, so AOC actually did call me to congratulate me on primary night. Um, we've we've been in regular contact since I won the primary, and you know she's been a great moral support. But the fact that she is coming on the first day of early voting for us and for this campaign is monumental. Yeah, truly. I mean, she's such an inspirational political figure for, for many people in this country who, again, like you, is a regular person trying to navigate uh, the, the very choppy waters of politics. Mm -hmm. Do you view her as like a like a model or an inspiration for, for your campaign? She is. I mean, she's she's proof that working class people can win political campaigns. And, you know, I think um, aside from a strong field game, the ability to fundraise um, is really what makes the difference when we talk about grassroots campaigns that are not powered by large corporations and political action committees and the real estate lobby and things like that. So she's just proof that you can overcome come being bought and you can run a campaign and, and stay true to your values during it. Yeah. I mean, uh, similar to her campaign, I, I know uh, I get into, these guys don't like it, but I get into the weeds and I look in the financials and uh, your campaign is very much funded by individual donors and not by well-heeled developers like somebody else who might be running <laughs> some other mayor. Some other mayoral candidates. Yeah, um, we uh, to date have had more than 15,000 um, unique individual donors and our donations, you know, our, our average donation is $38. Mm-hmm. So something that I'm, I am really proud of. And it's interesting because, you know, at this point, I mean, Bernie Sanders is out there putting, you know, support <laughs> India Walton in an email and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Cynthia Nixon and and these large profile national and, and state figures are are coming out swinging for you. Contrast that, though, there's been a bit of silence here, at least on the local level, shall we say. I know there are certainly folks who have come out and endorsed. John Rivera, our friend, um, has come out for you. But I mean, the city council has been pretty quiet. Have you talked to anybody behind the scenes? Or are they all scared of Byron Brown, like what he's going to do to them? Or? <laughs> you would be shocked at how many sitting electeds are actually in support, but are preferring to hang back because Byron Brown is still 
in in the seat currently. Um, and I think that this is just an unspoken truth for Buffalo is that we have such a strong mayoral form of government. And there has been fear and retribution for so long that people don't feel comfortable, even though the writing is on the wall. I'm more likely to win than not. Um, you know, there are people who are, are still afraid to support publicly because they're afraid of what Byron Brown might do. He might stop a project. We just saw him pull funding from a multi-use sports complex that's supposed to go at Shoshone and take it to South Buffalo. Right. Um, so that is the reputation that he has as a leader. Um, that's what folks are used to. And, you know, as frustrating as it is for folks in the general public, I understand, right? Because you have to deliver for your constituents. You can't get caught up in these games and politics. And these are people's lives mm -hmm. that we're talking about. So when it comes to funding um, and, and getting projects done, if folks feel like they need to stay in the background for now, I, I take no offense to that. Do you, do you look forward to being the person that they're all afraid of? No, <laughs> I look forward to being a leader who was compassionate, empathetic and understanding and works with everyone. I don't want anyone to be afraid of me because there's no reason. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe our local folks have been pretty quiet, but somebody who has not been very quiet on the state level would be Jay Jacobs, who just, <laughs> yeah, get him the slide whistle, Ryan. Yep. Yep. My... Goodness, Jay Jacobs comparing our friend India Walton to uh, one-time Louisiana uh, Senate candidate and former Grand Wizard of the KKK, David Duke. Interesting comparison, Jay, uh, to compare a, a black woman to a former head of the KKK. <laughs> I just face palmed. I just, <laughs> I, I'm like, I have to be in some kind of bizarre, crazy town. Like what the hell is right. going on? Is, do you think that there's a stranger or worse comparison he could have made that. I mean, he could have thrown an, an animal in there. <laughs> that might've been worse. Um, but you know, I, can, I don't even have words to describe like some of the things that people have said about me or to me and, and you know, during the course of my life. Um, so while I understand everyone else's outrage, like I didn't, I didn't feel it that deep. Like I don't know Jay Jacobs. He doesn't know me. Um, the man has never given me a second look. Didn't call me to congratulate me after I won. So his opinion of me really doesn't mean much anyway. So, yeah. And it's just like, what more do you have to do for these people? You know, what more you ran in the primary, you won, you came out of nowhere, you shocked the world. You are the endorsed democratic candidate. You have been supporting Democrats. You've been a team player all <laughs> along the way. What more does India Walton have to do to make these people happy? I, I have been the team player. You know, I, I met with committee members. I did made the rounds, made the phone calls. I've been doing a lot of relationship building. And, you know, I just want to I want to shout out Chairman Zellner. He he's he's made good on his promises to me in the campaign. Um, also, like you said, John Rivera, April Baskin mm -hmm. and Sean Ryan, who are our local electives who've come out publicly in support. But the great thing is that like, I'm not running for the support of established Democrats. I don't care whether they endorse me or not. Right. The, the, the people who I am here for, the people I'm running for, the folks who I'm going to be held accountable to are the voters and the residents of Buffalo, New York. So whether, you know, other electeds want to support or not, I'm doing what I'm doing for my people. So that's that's never going to change. Yeah. And they can they can listen later when you know, you're mayor <laughs> and then they're, they're coming to you and begging for support. Mm -hmm. um, 
but no, we we talk about you being just a normal ass person trying trying to do this. And the story a few weeks ago about having your car towed uh, is a normal ass person experience <laughs> that that many of us have have had to deal with. And frankly, like it's my worst fear when I come out in the morning and I forget where I parked my car. Or I parked it a little bit further down the street. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did it happen again? <laughs> Is my car towed again? What was what was your thought when you you looked out and there's like, there's no car there and it, it it hit you that your car was just towed? So let me let me tell the whole story because it's even more hilarious when you know the details. So I I have a driver and the driver is bringing me back to my headquarters. Now a lot of people don't know, but my headquarters and the Brown headquarters are across the street from one another. The front of mine is the rear of his. So my car was parked on the street behind his office in front of mine. So we pull up and I'm like, where's my car? <laughs> and and Mike said, maybe one of the other staff people took it. I said, nobody would just take my car without permission. So while I'm calling around trying to find out what happened to it, the news calls. <laughs> so I knew that my car was impounded because the news was calling for a comment before I even knew what happened to it. So whoever told it also tipped off the news and, and made sure that it got into the media cycle. Uh, it was the craziest experience Um as a part of this campaign to date, but like I knew I had tickets, but like, if you don't have the money to pay it, you don't have the money to pay it. I have four children that I have to feed, you know, bills I have to keep up on. I haven't been working because I've been running for mayor newsflash. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you know, a lot of times poor people, working class people have to make decisions as to whether they're going to fill the budget holes of the city by paying fines and fees and parking tickets or whether they're going to feed their families. And, you know, that is a part of the reason why I'm running is so that people don't have to make those weird jacked up choices anymore. Well, that's I mean, it's kind of one of the things that you know, we were thinking about is that the mayor is trying to basically run a campaign and he's picking on like your record as you being somebody who is a working class person and enduring all the struggles that everybody who is working class or grew up economically disadvantaged has faced. I've had my car towed. I, I've had overdue parking tickets. I know Reese had his car towed. I'd had to drive him to the impound lot. Like, of course you want to pay the tickets, but you have to make choices, like you said. Can't eat, you can't eat paying the parking ticket. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, parking tickets aren't diapers. They're not. Right. And he is trying to run a campaign where he's like, he's trying to make it look like if you're a working class person or if you're somebody who has grown up poor in the city of Buffalo, you're worse than he is when he is legitimately <laughs> fucking corrupt. He's under investigation right now. Like the FBI raided city hall and he's like, look, she's got parking tickets. Wait, wait, wait. But the parking tickets. Right. And, you know, uh, I study organizing under Marshall Gantz, um, you know, who, who organized with Cesar Chavez, who was had a, a hand in the Obama campaign. And one of the things he taught is like you can't win issues based or political campaigns on the anti. Right. Like Byron Brown right now is just running an anti India campaign. He's not running on what he's going to do. He's not running on a, a record of success. He's running on at least I'm not her. She's bad. And, I, you know, people are just smarter than that. And he's, he's not going to win with that strategy. And I hope I didn't just give give it away. Um, but. With, with 10 days left, I took 12. I don't think he can come back from right. That, and, 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 and I've said that about that strategy many times in the past. You know, like, you know, I, I would say that that was the main failing of the John Kerry campaign in 2004 was that John Kerry basically ran on the I'm not George W. Bush line. And I was like, well, 
a lot of people don't like George W. Bush, but you have to give them a reason to vote for you. You right. can't you can't say vote against this person. I mean, unless they're as, as hated as Donald Trump, you're not <laughs> going to get people to vote against somebody. Right. Yeah. And and I mean, like, it's just it, it blows me away, like the, the amount of race baiting and the amount of just personal attacks on basically what we're about to have is the first black woman as the mayor of Buffalo. Incredibly historic moment. And yet these people just can't help but being in the gutter. Um, constantly. So that shows you where they are, what their strategy is. And I think, I think it's going to be a failure myself. And I I hope so. Um, Yeah. Tom, Tom precious just reported that um, an independent expenditure from uh, a Virginia based firm that supports Republicans just threw down 15 grand for anti India mailers for, for the Brown campaign. Damn. So they're shook. I mean, that, 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 that's right. Like, like I, I saw the you know, the report that it looks like a uh, Republican independent expenditure campaign might be paying for the stamps. That's cool. <laughs> Happy for them for that. Right. Well, so speaking speaking of like, so, you know, how is your get out the vote going? How's how's the actual let's let's talk about the nuts and bolts of the campaign. Let's talk about the organizing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we we um, so far have knocked more than 60,000 doors. Our phone banks are running three nights a week. And on average, we're calling about 5000 people per night. I mean, the phone banks are virtual, so they're being run all over the the state and country. And um, we've identified a few precincts where I lost by slim margins that now I'm winning um, and, and ones that I lost in significantly, particularly in mass. And, and elicate that are that now we're able to confidently say um, are that we're going to carry going into the general election. So I mean that brings me to my, my next point about you know get out the votes going well. You, the enthusiasm enthusiasm level sounds like it's it's pretty high. Um, are you doing internal polling and and how's it looking? I don't look at polls. Um, well, somebody I, does. Yeah, somebody. You, 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 it's it's okay as a candidate to not look at polls, but somebody should be looking at polls and 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 paying attention to them. Yeah, the the people who are crafting our messages um, and who are developing our our field strategy and tweaking it, they're paying attention to that. And I am focused on being pretty and poised and happy and positive. Um, so the campaign poll is one thing, but my internal poll, what I feel on the inside in my heart <laughs> um, is, is that we're going to win um, by a very convincing margin. In my mind, I have like 58% of the vote we're going to carry. Well, it's, and that makes me th- bring up to my, my next point about like, you know, nuts and bolts stuff is that Re and I were, we were together. Uh, Snake was busy that night on primary night, um, <laughs> but Re and I were together we were there. and, I saw the early voting results come in and I was like, Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I, I was Just like, to clear the air. I, I, I was busy, but I was still watching the results come. <laughs> right. <in>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I said, I was like, immediately I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like this, this, this looks like it's, it's going to happen. If your enthusiasm levels high and you're do, doing the get out the vote, what's your plan for early voting? Because I would expect that your early voting will, will be similar to what happened in the primary where you, the results are going to be, well, 
hopefully, but it looks like probably positive for you. Yeah. So for the primary, we didn't um, we didn't really run like an early voting GOTV. I mean, we encouraged people, we encouraged our volunteers, but the campaign has scaled up so dramatically since then. Right. Like the the goal of our get out the vote rally on Saturday with AOC is to take those 750 people that we're going to have the town ballroom and send them straight out to vote and have them text all their friends and send them to vote. Like we really want to have the largest early voting turnout since the start of early voting um, in this election. And I think that we're going to accomplish that. This is a really just exciting political cycle for Buffalo. I I can't recall in my lifetime having people this engaged and this excited to go out and vote. So I think that early voting is going to be critical to the success of our win in the general. Yeah, no, I I can't think of a time where I, uh, you know, I've been around politics for about 20 years locally. Uh, where people have been this engaged in any local election. You know, maybe the the closest would have been like the polling cars versus Chris Collins election mm-hmm. because everybody hated Chris Collins. But the problem is that you know, I like Mark and we and you know, polling cars is you know, he's he's been a, a good county executive and I get along with him well. Yeah, I like at, Mark. At that time, you know, he wasn't maybe the most charismatic candidate. <laughs> so in order for him to really draw attention to it, you know, it, I mean there was a lot of well, Chris Collins is garbage, and we we found out even worse later. Yeah, yeah. Well, India, uh, you came out recently with a very cute video of you and and one of my personal heroes, Joe Para. Uh, with his endorsement. And by the way, Joe Para, if you're listening, and I hope you are, and I hope one of your managers are, come on the show. I just it, come on, come on the square, Joe. Please come on the square podcast. Our listeners are wondering, India, is he really like that in real life? I I met Joe um, while I was in Brooklyn at a fundraiser, and he is just like that. Um, he's very personable, soft-spoken, um, and I'm like, is he in character? That is just his personality, but he's a he's a good dude. And they have brisket, Joe, so if you're listening, um, yeah. come come for the brisket. Go get a brisket. Stay yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. In, in the Walton, under the Walton administration, Joe Perra will be on the square. I listener i i will i will i will make it happen for you and for for us yes joe pear is getting a day yes joe pear is getting a day <laughs> india walton um i i said it i said it back in january when we first had you on when we had you on a zoom call and i, I feel bad because the auto audio is choppy and sometimes you're cutting in and out but today you sound clear as day and you're hanging out with us it is an honor it it has been an honor to follow your campaign it's been an honor to meet you it's been an honor to be your friend it's it's such a like the 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 weight of history really is sort of hitting me that you are destined to be the first black woman that's going to be the mayor of the city of buffalo representation that forget overdue like i can't even like i can't even fathom how long overdue it is and you are the person um so i'm i'm just incredibly overwhelmed i'm so happy for you same here Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, you know, we'll keep rooting you on. We're going to keep supporting you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. I can't wait to come back after the election and rub it in the face of all the naysayers. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to have you back. And we, and we, and we can maybe we can do a different meet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, India. Thanks. Now, only thing that's on my mind is who's on this time.
pretty full. I ate a lot of brisket. We, we had brisket for India. Peanut butter pie. Peanut butter pie, uh, cornbread, potato salad. We had a lot of food. And mm. I waited till after the interview to eat because I didn't want to get the, uh, the itis. Itis. You know, and, and, and fall asleep. So I'm a little sleepy now, but, but I'm feeling good. I'm very sleepy now. Yeah, I had to wake both of you up to do yeah. this outro. Yeah. Yeah, we're very sleepy, but, you know, um, talking India always always gets me excited. So I'm, I'm awake now remembering our conversation with her. And, uh, man, she's great. Yep. You know, I can't, I, I can't imagine being her and dealing with all the shit that she deals with and yet, like, still just being as, like, bubbly and as friendly and poised and as she is. No, she's a peach. Uh, she, she's one good broad. Oh. <laughs> yes, you and Carl will take the broad. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, not too much this week. We kept it short and sweet. I know some people were they gave me some feedback. They said, Re, great episode, but it was two hours. They, they were a little scared. They said that. People people said that to me. What do I, what do I tell they li- you? Guys? Did they listen to it? Well, some people were scared to listen. Because it goes by like this. Yeah. Some people were scared to listen because it was two hours. This yeah. week you're getting like a half hour, forty minutes tops so you're getting it short you're getting it sweet because a you know we, we respect your time we give and we take uh also our very own snake and kelly were officially uh married this weekend well we've been officially married this is the reception not in the eyes of god the covid delayed. not in the eyes of god the not, <laughs> not in the eyes of anderson's ice cream yes <laughs> covid delayed reception so thank you keeping it short this week so yeah we're all still kind of hung over from that it was it was a ton of fun and it was great celebrating um you know wonderful ryan and kelly mm-hmm. and, and shout out to hocus pocus the band we had oh they were tremendous oh my god they play every year at dingus day well not the past couple of years obviously because of the pandemic but uh if you ever get a chance to see them or need, need them for a party look them up they're great they wonderful did a, they did a prince medley at one point oh yes and i was just i was very much feeling it and they ended with a shout song which that'll get everyone going around yeah. here right yes so we we pulled my, co- my cousin turned her ankle because she was dancing to the shout songs <laughs> from hocus pocus we we pulled the night away so it was a wonderful time um but yeah nothing uh i mean the big thing india walton we had her she is still running for mayor believe it or not because uh, that, that shit is never going to end. Except it's going to end in 12 days from today, 11 days from when you folks listen. This weekend, Jim, marks the start of early voting. It does. Uh, you can uh, you can vote, uh, I think, 23 places or whatever, or 37 places all across Erie County. At least one spot in each of the towns and one spot in each of the councilmatic districts. Yes. And the kickoff this weekend is, as we discussed earlier, going to be headlined by one Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at Town Ballroom. So AOC is going to speak along with, uh, oh, I don't know, some people we know. Maybe uh, our buddy Rob Galbraith is going to be a speaker this weekend. And maybe our other buddy Rusty Weaver is going to speak this weekend. How hype. How hype. Our boys Our boys are, are pretty good. It's a very doing, squ- doing good. It's very square-centric speakers list there's another speaker who i don't know but that person they are welcome to join us on the square and, and become part of our uh, circle of friends because we're always looking for more friends and, and more cool people because that's what we do down here at the square you know to let's let, let me pump our tires up a little bit boys i know do last it. week was our, our one year anniversary but really truthfully being able to do this with you and having listeners that 
somehow listen to the shit that we have to say week in and week out still blows me away. Having uh, India Walton pop by your uh, your basement here, Ryan, for an interview with us, yeah. and then have to go do an interview with Chris Hayes later. Yeah, you know we we get the, we get the first crack at it mm-hmm. here at the Square Podcast. So uh, wow. you know, crazy. We're, and as I pointed out, she knew who we were, but she didn't know who Chris Hayes was. <laughs> she yeah, she, yeah. She's like, you know, it Chris happens Hayes? a lot. Yeah, I get people come up to me all the time, and be like, "Well, oh, you're Snake from the po- Square Podcast, right?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, thanks for noticing." Right. And I'm like, "Have you ever heard of Chris Hayes?" And you're like, "Who's that?" Right. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's constantly in DC. Right. Just, <laughs> just walking around Adams Morgan, and people have no idea who Chris Hayes is. But Snake, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so it has been a pleasure and an honor to be doing this. It is fucking cool as hell to have, hopefully, the presumed mayor of Buffalo, New York, my hometown, where I'm from, where I was born, raised, etc., come hang out with me and my friends and be on our our podcast and and do this fucking thing. So I'm just, I, I man, it just kind of hits me sometimes where I'm like, uh, we get to do this and it's such an honor. So one thing I want to mention before we close out today, the investigative post article by Jeff Kelly about, uh, the nine one one calls going down in the past few years, but, uh, the amount of tickets, the traffic stops, traffic, going way traffic going stops, yeah, going way up, going way up to ticket poor people to supplement the city funds. Pretty shitty. Something to think about if you're still not decided on who to vote for for mayor in the city of Buffalo. Right. If if, if you're if you're somehow undecided, you're like, ah, man, I really like India Walton's principles. Yeah. But I'm afraid of the Red Scare. Right. Therefore, I'm thinking about maybe voting for Mister Incompetent Byron Brown, which patent pending Mister Incompetent. Yeah. Right. Think about it this way. Think of, think of, think about it. He's actually decreased the amount of 911 responses and, and calls to serious crimes because they need to cover budget shortfalls. Yeah. 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 So there's your, there's your taste of real news for the week. And, and shout out, of course, to our friends over at Investigative Post. Mm-hmm. They do the real work. Yep. Support them. Support them. I know we talked, we went long on the mayor stuff today. I would be remiss, however, if um, I, I didn't get one last little bit here. Uh, a crowd favorite, Nate McMurray, for Nate Watch. Here we go. We're going to get a little oh, Nate Watch here. At a request, Nate Watch, woo, woo, woo. Request of friend of the pod, Tara Sullivan, asked for a redictation of this tweet. And I'm not going to let our friends down, our fans down. So Nate McMurray tweeted, on October 15th, which was uh, Friday, I believe, if I'm doing the math right. Classic Nate tweet. A picture of a whole lot of food. I mean, Fried it's, food. it's a whole, oh yeah, whole lot of food. Well, in fact, let me tell you the food because <laughs> he, he listed it. He took a picture of the food and then he, he tweeted the contents of the food. Catfish, okra, ribs, big lunch in my truck, <laughs> America. You ever watch uh, the Kenan Thompson skit where he's big poppy <laughs> and, he, and he talks about how he had a big lunch? Yeah, that's right, man. Big stadium got a big lunch. <laughs> that that's where my mind went when I read that tweet. A big truck lunch. Big <laughs> big truck lunch. Big lunch in my truck. Big lunch in my truck. It looks good. You know what, Nate? That that's a damn good looking big lunch that you had in your truck. So I'm frankly a little bit jealous of your right, I mean, it, uh, look, big I, truck lunch. I, anytime somebody can have some good fried okra, I'm a little bit jealous of them. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to you and uh yeah, that's all we got this week, folks. So uh well, 
Oh. I, I do want to uh, get out there because we we need to start promoting it. Oh, is that a party? We're having a oh, we're having right. a Christmas party. Yes, we are. We are having a Christmas a party. Tom and Jerry Christmas party, folks. Right. So let's tell the Tom and Jerry's yeah. classic drink. Right. Jim, we've got in a Tom and Jerry. Uh, you've got uh, brandy, hot water, and egg whip. Similar to like a some hot spices, maybe some, a little, some spices, nutmeg, a little cinnamon, yeah, a little more. nutmeg, a little cinnamon, uh, on sprinkled on top. But it's it's mostly booze and hot water, like a hot buttered rum. Except instead of butter, they're like, what if we just put like fucking meringue on top of it? We'll get some pizza and wings. Yep, it's in roll halls, the back room of roll halls. Okay. Yep, it's booked. It's, we'll get we'll get tickets soon. We don't have them yet, right? We don't have tickets yet. It's December third. And it's going to a good cause. It's it's going to Vive, which is the largest refugee center in the United States. It's happened to be here in Buffalo. There we go. The largest refugee cent, uh, shelter center. So I mean, center, like it's a Walmart. No. Uh, <laughs> refugee shelter. I um, hope, I fuck the sake, I hope not. I hope it's not like a Walmart. We'll, we'll get the, a link out for tickets. we got to figure out how we're going to sell those tickets, but we will sell them to you. And Right. It's you know what it's not going to be any big fancy production folks because that's not us all right we're real people all right we want to go and we have a want to have a good time with our friends so that's what we're going to do um, maybe we'll do a little talking beforehand or something just about the show and how much we appreciate you all because uh, we really do and that's a big mm-hmm. reason why we want to do it because we know you're listening all right we know somebody's listening from Belgium maybe it's that's a VPN right. maybe it's not mm-hmm. but somebody's listening out there in Belgium we've got we've got fans all over the world. Uh, allegedly, but we certainly have f- fans here in Western New York and in we, Buffalo. We got our favorite listener in Brooklyn. We have or the favorite. Bronx, yeah. Queens, I think Queens. Queens, Queens, somewhere in New York City, New York City, Sergio. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, man. So yeah. thank you, thank you all for your support. Seriously, and uh, yeah, we'll get that link out there because we want to celebrate the good times with all you. You know, we we have lived in a virtual environment for so long. We started this in the heart of the pandemic, in large part just to hang out with each other and connect with the world and we want to connect with the world like see the people who are listening and hang out with them so we will get that out there we're going to have tom and jerry's some people have an aversion to fame not us no we, we love it we love right. it we're like the anti-kurt cobain give it to us plaster our face up on the billboard Absolutely. on the 90 right right that's uh the 90 which is buffalo's version of Times square yes <laughs> they got the, those shitheads on the sports podcast up there. Just put our face mm-hmm. there. We're much yeah. better looking. Okay. Well, we're something. We're something. Good point. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you again. And thank you, India Walden.